Finally, Chair Shot Reality is on WrestlingInc.com. I'm Justin Labar, and we are very excited about this. Every single weekend on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel, right here, you can get a binge watch playlist that you can enjoy. And uh, I usually have Drew Springsteen here in studio. He's not here. He's uh, something about the mumps in WWE. We'll see what happens. But we got a great opening segment for you. We'll talk the good, the bad, and the ugly. And let's start now with the good. After a three-year run as WWE creative writer, Jimmy Jacobs is going back to the other side of the curtain to be a performer. He dubs himself the zombie princess, whatever the hell that is. But he is someone who stands out. I was physically in the ring for a segment five years ago in Pro Wrestling Ohio in Cleveland when Jacobs made a surprise debut and attacked Johnny Gargano. Jacobs brought a lot of energy and mystique to the ring. He's a solid worker and communicates creatively on the mic. Well, he's traded in his WWE employee dress code and is returning to his ear gauges and painting of his fingers and toes. Well, none of that is exactly my brand of vodka. Myself, I'm just trying to coordinate my ties and deal with my rapid hair loss. But Jimmy Jacobs is very visual in a very visual business, so power to him returning to what got him started. That's all good. The bad. Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated is reporting the reason for Nia Jax's sudden absence from WWE TV is she got mad at creative wanting her to lose clean to Sasha Banks at TLC. More interesting is according to the SI report, she called her cousin, you might have heard of him, he's known as The Rock, and he encouraged her to walk away if she was unhappy. No disrespect to Nia Jax, but you're not The Rock. And, well, nobody should just be able to walk out due to creative differences. Just ask Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2002. But especially don't do this when you've been on the main roster for less than two years. If this story is true, and Sports Illustrated has hit the mark accurately since getting into the wrestling reporting game, the reaction some of Nia's co-workers could have to Cousin Dwayne giving her the hall pass, that could be bad. And the ugly. Weeks ago... Jeff Jarrett was sent home by Impact Wrestling. Recently, Jarrett was at an indie show in Canada where he allegedly was drinking before his match, late for his entrance, prompting his opponent to tell the fans he was drunk, and then Jarrett got to the ring and painfully killed the minutes he needed to. Amidst the match, Jarrett started doing his famous strut. Advice to Jeff, don't get drunk before matches, especially if your trademark taunt involves you needing to bend over and walk in a straight line. That's called a field sobriety test. Jarrett then no-showed the next night. Anthem Sports has now announced they've cut all ties with Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling, and the wrestling promotion Anthem Funds is back to being called Impact Wrestling. Jarrett says Anthem is running out of money, and I do believe him there. And Jarrett has reportedly entered a rehab facility for his issues. Good for him for seeking help. Good for WWE if it's true that they're the ones paying the bill since Jeff is a former talent of theirs. But all of this is happening after what's been a whole lot of ugly. We got tons more Chair Shot Reality this weekend for you to enjoy on Wrestling Inc. More Chair Shot Reality here on WrestlingInc.com. We hope you uh, like the videos. Please like, comment, share, do whatever you got to do. Enjoy the entire playlist. You can binge watch. Make sure you tell a friend. I'm Justin Labar, down with my other CSR original who started this with me 384 episodes ago. Man, I don't think you can find many more entertainment marriages that last as long as we do. Josh Eisenberg. Josh, how are you? I am wonderful, Justin. Uh, I'm surprised that you're still with me and I'm still with you. I mean, love 
is a strange thing these days, Justin, and uh, our love is undying, apparently, no matter where we're at. You lost weight, I put on weight, we still love each other the same. Okay. We uh, do. Did you love the Kurt Angle return? Now, obviously, craziness happened last week. They build the TLC, Shield reunion. Uh, days before, we start finding out, uh, I, I, mean, I might have been one of the first ones to put tweets out there, but it came quickly about how uh, sickness was going on. Uh, they thought viral meningitis. It turns out to be mumps. Uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt's pulled from the show. Roman Reigns pulled from the show. So you need to find a way to replace Roman Reigns, uh, who was you know, arguably the top attraction here individually. So they plug in Kurt Angle for his first WWE match in 11 years. Uh, he comes out all shield gear, looking like Bull Buchanan. Uh, <laughs> how, how did does this help or hurt? His, you know, he's had a WWE run as an authority figure since Mania. Does this help or hurt his run in your eyes? I think it's just very neutral, Justin. I don't want to be a guy that takes middle of the road, but you know, we saw flashes of Kurt Angle that we wanted to see. We saw the suplexes. But one thing about Kurt Angle that I've never really uh, connected him with is hardcore matches. The only one that we ever really remember is his match with Shane McMahon. And it's because Shane McMahon is that guy. And Shane McMahon is the one that took those massive bumps and the obviously king of the ring uh, through the broken glass. Um, so it was a little odd for me to see Angle in a TLC match and being this aggressive guy. We know him as one of the best technical wrestlers that ever graced the WWE ring. Um, I'm okay with it because I think there's a bigger prize at the end of the day. And I think his bigger prize comes at WrestleMania 34. What I would have changed was his gear. And I would have changed have him coming out at the very beginning by himself. There's no need for us to say, oh, well, the Shield's back together. Well, no, Roman Reigns is the biggest piece of the Shield, and he wasn't there. So let's just move on and not call him an honorary member of the Shield. I found, found that a little strange. You know, when he came out through the crowd in the Shield gear to the Shield music, I was very upset. I immediately tweeted you know, how I, you know, I wanted to see Kurt, the Kurt Angle entrance, his music, his red, white, and blue gear. But having seen how the match went, and now that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're days removed, I'm actually happy they did that because, as you just said, it was kind of Kurt Angle, but it wasn't. It, 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 you know, he's not known for those kind of matches. Obviously, he has no relationship, really, with any of the guys you know, in the ring other than the fact that he's you know, their you know, storyline boss. So I'm kind of glad now that I look back in hindsight that they did not spoil the Kurt Angle entrance. Uh, you know, sure, we got his comeback at, towards the end with his music, but you know, I'm glad they didn't spoil the entire uh, app. You know, the entire thing that we're going to get probably at WrestleMania. I would agree. So, yeah, I think when we look do back. Goes to say, do you think that his next match is at WrestleMania, or does he have something else before that? I'm going to say WrestleMania is a safe bet. You know, they certainly you could you could make an argument for Seeds Planet uh, of he and Shane with this entire bragging rights uh, invasion angle going on and what we saw on TV this past week. But at the same time, I, I think that that would, be, that would be very hard for the audience to follow because even though Shane and his SmackDown team act as the heels and the aggressors, Shane still is acting. He still is pretty much perceived as a babyface. So I don't think you want to have a split crowd on a Kurt Angle true return. I think you want Kurt Angle at Mania on the biggest stage against a clear-cut heel. My pick would be uh, 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 Jason Jordan. You think a clear-cut heel in Jason Jordan's the guy that Kurt Angle's going to face at WrestleMania? Really? Yes, I think. Really? I, yes, yes, Miz, I do. I think. I think we find out Jason Jordan mm. has been exp has been exploiting Kurt this whole time. Never really his son. All a big hoax. Very, very soap opera. I know, and I think that's that's <laughs> how they get the heat. I mean, that's 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 how they really. They already have. There's already some heat behind Jason Jordan of people uh, rejecting him. I think this is how you get people to you know fully attach on that this guy has been cheating one of the greatest ever. Well, I am going to please every. Mark Smark and LeBarbarian out there 
and say if they really, really want to get their money from Kurt Angle, you do Kurt Angle versus Daniel Bryan. It's a bold call, but why not, Justin? Tell me why not? Because for so long we've that's been a dream match, even when Daniel Bryan was competing, even before he really made it. You know, you saw these two technical geniuses in the ring when Kurt Angle was in TNA. Daniel Bryan was doing his best stuff in WWE. Now we know the injuries, we know everything about Daniel Bryan's background. Kurt Angle had a similar background. They just let him compete. I don't think it's out of the question that they're waiting and they're going to milk as much as possible for potential Daniel Bryan, SmackDown, Kurt Angle, Raw, WrestleMania 34. You don't need Angle to build up anybody. He's not that guy. He's not Triple H where he's going to have a match every year against the young guy. You have Triple H for that reason. You don't need Kurt Angle to. Give me a nostalgic match between Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan. Eisenberg, everything you're saying about Angle versus Bryan, the fan in me, I mean, I'd go crazy. And how fitting would it be? It'd be in, it would be in New Orleans where Brian had his famous, um, you know, uh, famous WrestleMania at 30. But, look, I'm sitting here in the studio in downtown Pittsburgh. Just a couple blocks up, I believe he's on Grant, is uh, Jerry McDivitt, who's Vince McMahon's lawyer. I, th- I think between him and the insurance policies, they don't want to have to worry about WrestleMania, the biggest stage ever, and Kurt and Brian both, neither of them able to leave the ring because they're, 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 they're physically paralyzed. So I don't think we're going to put a gentleman's bet. Let's put a, gen- let's put a gentleman's bet on this right now. This weekend, end of October, right now, let's put a bet on it, Justin. I bet you a case of beer on Bourbon Street, not one beer, not two. I'll take a 12-pack on Bourbon Street if it's Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle. If not, you get the field. I'll give you two beers. You're, you're on. Fine. I'll even buy you one of the little light-up drinks, too. It's all fine. I love light-up drinks, Justin. I'm here all week, baby. Spirits on Bourbon. That's where we'll be. We can tell you that much. All right. We got plenty more in this weekend of uh, Chair Shot Reality on WrestlingInc.com. Make sure you like, share, comment, do what you got to do. Coming up next, the next video for Josh and I is we are going to talk about uh, Asuka. The debut of Asuka. A lot of controversy under how her matches have been booked, so don't go anywhere. Shot Reality, we're the number one procrastination tool on the internet. We are undefeated with that title. I'm Justin Labar down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He is Josh Eisenberg, my CSR original. We hope you enjoy Chair Shot every single weekend here on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find us making appearances on WrestlingInc.com. Very excited to be part of the team. Uh, while we're undefeated with our procrastination tool role, Asuka remains undefeated, Josh. Uh, never beaten in NXT, and now she's uh, on the main roster. She wins at TLC, wins again on Monday Night Raw. But uh, her total sum of minutes in the ring, much much greater than I think any of us thought they'd be after two days. It took her nearly 10 minutes to beat Emma, and I don't know the exact time for Monday Night Raw, but it still was longer uh, than I think anybody's anticipated. Uh, what's your reaction to her first week on the roster? Well, didn't I say that last week to you, Justin, that Austin's going to have a seven or eight minute match? And you thought I was asking for a kidney from you. You're like, oh, hold on, hold on. I told you that. Uh, you, you did, I, I, and I just dismissed you, so go ahead. Go Am I, was, can you just say I'm right once? Just say you're right, Josh. Uh, you erred on the side of accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind the TLC match. Um, I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was technical. Um, Asuka's not this big powerhouse, and I know she's undefeated, but a lot of her matches, 
uh, if you watch her in NXT as a champion, there's been times where you thought she was going to lose, maybe because she's been champion for such a long time and you're thinking that maybe Ember Moon gets the opportunity to be champion or whoever's going to break the streak after that and the streak was never broken. I didn't hate the TLC match. I just didn't love the Raw match. I think it was very underwhelming for Asuka's first debut on WWE Raw. I would rather have had her actually become the captain of Team Raw instead of Alicia Fox. And this is no disrespect to Alicia Fox because I like Alicia Fox. But if you want to make an immediate impact with somebody, yeah, you win this TLC match, you put her in that match later on in the night and let her become the number one contender. I just didn't really understand the booking 48 or 24 hours from her first match to her second. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with her right now, especially after all the build and all the hype. Well, I tend to agree to that. Uh, to a lot of what you said. I, I, I did not like her facing the same opponent 24 hours later on Raw because to me it's like, again, the, the lethal you know, the lethal factor that they're trying to uh, portray with Asuka, I, I just don't like that she beats somebody and then the next night they're asking for more and coming back. I, you know, I, I, I would have rather a different opponent for her. And yeah, you know, make an impact, yeah, have her be the captain. Um, I, you know, I guess if, I guess I shouldn't have been as shocked as I was. You know, I was looking for a two-minute match at most. I guess I shouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked that TLC yeah. went almost 10 because... You know, it's not like she was facing a local no-name talent. You know, she was facing somebody who's been on WWE's roster who won a match to earn the right to be number one contender, or not number one contender, but, you know, first opponent to Asuka. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I, I get that. you got to make Emma look competitive and, and let Emma, you know, build up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, still, this was not what I expected in the first week. Um, I, but I am looking forward to seeing how they handle Asuka. You know, there's a lot of debate of how they've handled Shinsuke, uh, the other Japanese star, over on, on SmackDown. And, obviously, you know, him and her both... Huge stars in Japan, huge stars in NXT. Uh, Verdict still out on Shinsuke, you know, you know, on SmackDown, and obviously it's way too early to tell still for Asuka. So I'll be really interested to see how they, how they let Asuka communicate. She communicates very well with her, her, her ring attire, her facial expressions. I'll be curious to see when they start handing her the mic because Vince McMahon wants them all to be able to talk and sell tickets. I'll be curious to see mm. how that, uh, how that affects her. And I also think whenever you look at Asuka's long-term plan, I mean, they really screwed the pooch with Bailey, right? Everybody was wondering why in the world did Bailey not cash in or uh, break Charlotte's undefeated uh, pay-per-view streak at WrestleMania? Will they make that same mistake twice? Will they have Asuka lose before WrestleMania? Will they have Asuka continue to win and maybe win the championship at WrestleMania? There's a lot of really up in the air with the entire women's division, not just Asuka, because you have what you and I both think, uh, Alexa Bliss is obviously the best champion. As much as Natalia's good, Natalia's limited in what she can do, even though she's a good technical wrestler. She's not going to be champion in the next two or three months. It's going to be Alexa Bliss who's getting the opportunities, and then it's going to be Asuka. But when you look at the Survivor Series pay-per-view, you have Asuka on Team Raw, obviously. She has to be the lone survivor, right? You would think. And, I mean, it would be tremendous to see Asuka booked and remain undefeated until a WrestleMania match. The, 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 the fear I have is the logistics. I mean, she was able to do it in NXT yeah. because you're talking about you know, one show a week that's an hour long, so she's not having a match each week. Uh, you know, live events, that's easy to disguise. You know, here you're talking about a three-hour show every single week, a pay-per-view every four weeks. Uh, that's going to be a daunting task for them to keep her undefeated and do it with a, with a, a relevance and you know, entertainment value. And almost as daunting as me having to spend over 380 plus weeks with you. Hey, you signed up for it, my friend. It is what it is. Chair shot reality. In blood. We, we got more to come. We'll wrap up the weekend talking about this invasion angle between Raw and SmackDown. We'd love to hear what you think. Don't miss it.
Welcome along, Chair Shot Reality. I am Josh Eisenberg, at Josh Eisenberg 4. Follow me on Twitter, tell me your thoughts, everything that's going on in WWE. And one of the big storylines coming out of Monday Night Raw was hashtag under siege when Team Blue attacked, destroyed, and conquered WWE Raw with a stern message and Shane McMahon's troops are eyeing Team Red. I actually like this because I think Shane McMahon is always going to be a fan favorite. People love Shane McMahon, but people always love Kurt Angle too. So if you're looking for a heel in this story, let SmackDown Live be the group of heels or the group of bad boys that come over and try to take over Raw. We know Monday Night Raw is always going to be the flagship show, but SmackDown Live has more exciting talent right now, has more energetic storylines, and SmackDown Live has consistently been a better product compared to three hours and 10 minutes of Monday Night Raw each week. I like this attack. I like how each guy bonded together. But you didn't see Dolph Ziggler high-five Bobby Roode because they're in a storyline. You didn't see Sami Zayn. You didn't see Kevin Owens. You saw the core men that Shane McMahon can put together, putting their differences aside for a greater cause. It happens all the time in the professional world. So why not in professional wrestling? My next move here that I want to see in this under siege hashtag of SmackDown Live, or even with WWE Raw potentially getting the opportunity to invade SmackDown, I want to see Kurt Angle call out SmackDown Live Captain Becky Lynch. Bring her to Raw for one night, have her in a match for one night against one of Raw's finest women, and then you also bring over... The Viper, Randy Orton. Have a singles match in a week. There's three weeks and a lot of time to fill. I want to see some singles matches on each show cross-promoting what their big matches are going to be in Survivor Series in just under four weeks. At Josh Eisenberg 4, please follow me. I'm going to send it in studio to Justin. And Justin, I want to know, when will Team Red attack Team Blue? Josh, I hope and I don't think that we see Raw invade SmackDown retaliation until the final SmackDown before Survivor Series. That is the final go-home weekly show for WWE before Survivor Series where this entire bragging rights event of Raw and SmackDown's taking place. And I think it would be good because, first off, I like Raw waiting, biding their time. You know, they're, they're in a war, or at least they want us to believe so, in, in, this, in this invasion war, this, this brand war. Well, one of the, the best elements you have in war is the element of surprise. So keep them waiting. Keep them wondering when, you, when, when you're going to attack, how you're going to attack. Plus, I feel like it would just be too predictable if it happened this week. Uh, you know, again, one week removed. Uh, I like the fact that they ended SmackDown last week with Daniel Bryan kind of just dropping that little hint to Shane, like, you be careful. They're eventually going to come in. It makes me wonder, is, is Daniel Bryan going to have a part or piece of this. I'm not sure. But overall, I, I, I'm still very indifferent about this. You know, manufactured competition, it's not really an invasion to me. Again, it just feels like, uh, you know, more of bragging rights 2.0. This, again, is why I, I say Survivor Series is no longer one of the big four. I think Survivor Series, you could say, is part of the big five. Money in the bank has bumped up into the big four. This day and age, Survivor Series, a lot of it's just an outdated concept. What are they fighting for? What's the big deal? Bragging rights? Uh, you know, a Twitter beef? I don't really care so much, but I'm going to hang on because there are certain attractions, especially Brock versus Gender, especially some of the surprises that could come into play at Survivor Series. But for right now, Team Red, hang back, retreat, until it's time to go in for the kill five days before Survivor Series. Chair Shot Rally, it's been a great opening weekend here on Wrestling Inc. We really appreciate Wrestling Inc. Raj, the entire staff. Uh, I'll be writing some opinion columns throughout the month. I'll make appearances on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Again, Go through, like, share, comment, do what you got to do, tell a friend. We will back every single weekend, myself, 
Josh Eisenberg, who's down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, and whenever Juice gets medically cleared, we'll see you next week.